Hey everybody, my name is Sean Shaler, and this is my friend Chris Ford, and I just waved at the camera and pointed at my friend Chris Ford out of habit, because usually you can see us, and so I'm really sorry that this time you can't see us, but uh, my... I'm, or I'm you should be grateful. Some, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going through some... My, my room is going through some reconstruction at the moment, so first of all, I don't have a ceiling or a computer. And then second of all, if it sounds really echoey, it's because all there is in my room is mostly like HVAC in the ceiling. So I'm sure I sound very, uh, very vibrato and reverby, and I'm really sorry. So uh, forgive me for this episode. It's not Chris's fault. I'll take all the heat for it. it it's going to look and sound a little different. But next week, hopefully we will be back on track just like normal. And I didn't even finish my introductions. That's Chris, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. Chris, how are you doing this week? I am doing fine. Excellent. No complaints. <laughs> Did you find it at least a little bit nice to not have to worry about your appearance prior to the podcast? Um, I never worry about my like physical appearance. Like I always look even if my hair is like weird, which my hair is never really all that weird especially to other people it's probably weird to me sometimes so i let it grow <laughs> a little bit so you're saying uh, all this but chris what <laughs> i know <laughs> it's like my hair grows half an inch i'm like oh gosh i need to cut my hair <laughs> um, grows half an inch you start but, to look homeless man you're not yeah. even afro chris like college chris was no i wish i, I miss I... my braids so much all the time i wish i had well, especially... long hair chris especially with Kawhi leonard in league like my yeah. like, oh man I miss having braids. Yeah, it's all right. You can. It's never too late. It's never too late. No, well, my wife doesn't really like it. So. Ah, uh, well, I was gonna say, and you, you have two children, and so if you were gonna be going bald, I think you'd have started by now. I don't think you're gonna go bald, so I think you got some time to change her mind. Yeah. So no, yeah. no rush, you know. Well, then, then it's a fiscal thing, right? So if I had to get my, if I got my hair braided, you, you need to get your hair braided probably every two weeks, really maybe more than that. Oh, I didn't but, realize it was like, that uh, that regular, but I guess if it grows out, it makes sense. Yeah, but like in high school, right? I used to pay. It's weird we're talking about this. <laughs> like I, I would just pay a girl <laughs> up the street, like just pay a girl up the street, just go to her house, and she'll braid my hair for me for like eight or ten dollars, which is perfect, cheap. Yeah, that's it is. Amazing. That is really, really cheap. <laughs> But if I went to like a professional and like braiding hair takes like, especially get designs in it and stuff, not just like straight, like Kawhi Leonard has just like straight back cornrows. Like I used to get just like designs and stuff in there, which takes like two hours to do, maybe an hour or two. Straight backs take like maybe, um, I don't know, 30 minutes or something. But if I actually went to like a salon and got that done, it'll probably cost like $50 or something. So now you're talking about $100 a month and it's just, you and know, very I don't even time cut. consuming too, isn't it? Like you go into a yeah. salon and get any kind of design work done. I feel like you got to sit there like you're getting makeup drawn on for a yeah. movie or something. I've always enjoyed getting my. It's so relaxing to me getting my hair braided. Uh, I miss it. It's the only time I was in between girls' legs in high school. But... <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's probably really loud. It's probably because it's the <laughs> loudest I've ever laughed on the podcast. That's amazing. It, was... it is funny because I was about to comment. My next comment was going to be like, I can either really enjoy my hair experience. Like I just get a simple cut. I don't do anything with it and that's fine. But I either really enjoy the experience if it's somebody that like seems like they enjoy their job and I kind of like talking to them and, and they're like making the small talk. Or I absolutely hate it if it's somebody who clearly hates their job or forces small talk or anything like that. It totally defend, like depends on the company, essentially. And then you talk about being between her legs. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. Kind of the same thing. Uh, the, <laughs> this this to, podcast is not for kids. <laughs> I'm about to watch this back to see how we got on the topic. Uh, and how we divulged into the... <laughs> To I my high school social life. I, was, like I the, asked you if you didn't, if you, if it felt good to uh, not oh, care about your appearance, yeah, right. because I thought I didn't care about my appearance, because it's always like it's just a podcast, nobody's judging. But it turns out, like just yeah. subconsciously, like I always just make sure, like oh, I want my hair combed and uh, you know at least wearing like a clean shirt or like not a workout yeah. shirt or something like that. Uh, sorry, that made it sound like a workout. I don't work out, but a shirt so gross <laughs> that other people would use it as a workout shirt 
Uh, and I didn't have to do that today. And that's kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. I just I just walked down uh, here. I'm not even going to tell you what I'm wearing right now. It's it's, it's, uh, well, it's uh, comfortable. <laughs> the only difference to me is, um, I mean, it's a kind of big difference. Is I, I have to move because I like to have good lighting. I need to move the, the lamp from my like storage where I need the lamp there um, and in front of the camera. And so now I can just sit on a couch, doesn't matter. But this is only temporary. We'll be back with our faces on there if that matters to people. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if it would matter to other people. I kind of hope it does. Like when I'm watching YouTube videos, even of podcasts, it's kind of yeah. nice to have some movement. Yeah. Uh, and then yes. me, me personally, I take cues from you visually because I'm really bad about interrupting, which I've already done it like five times. Like I'm trying to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> and so I try to take cues from you visually, um, and so I find it very helpful. Uh, when you finish whatever you were saying before I interrupted you, I actually have a story about lighting that is how we got into this predicament that we are in. But I believe I interrupted uh, you. No, uh, no I'm, I'm done. So uh, I wanted to put up better lights specifically for our, our videos because I always feel like my room is just dark and unwelcoming and it makes my camera look bad. My camera's not bad. It's a, we it's a webcam, but it's a good webcam. And I wanted to put up better lights just to like have a better podcast presentation. And, you know, it's not a well-lit room. So we tried to put up these lights and we couldn't like because uh, I had these stupid tiles in my ceiling. So it went from, oh, we can't mount it on the tiles normally, so we'd had to try a few different things, and nothing worked. And then I just got, like, really mad, and essentially was like, Heather, I'm tearing out the effing ceiling. And she's like, all right. And then I started doing it, and she's like, oh, I, you're serious. Okay, we're tearing out the ceiling. So I just tore out all the ceiling, these, like, 1980s ceiling tiles that were sagging and falling apart anyway. And so now I just have bare joists in my room. Like, I caused all this havoc and destruction just for lights for our podcast. But... Long story short, uh, I'm about done. The lights will go up. It'll be way better lit in here. Hopefully, it still sounds uh, okay, because I know those acoustic tiles are actually pretty good sound. Uh, what's it like? Absorbent? Like, they stop vibrations very well. So I'm hoping it doesn't destroy the sound um, by not having them in here. So we'll see. But long story short, my heart was in the right place. I swear. Um uh, Hey, uh, that's that's about all of my life stories that I'll bother you with. But yeah, hopefully we'll be back to normal next week. So this week, kind of a, a buffer episode. But it's, we we also had a number of like interesting or semi-interesting news items to talk about. So we thought, you know what, it's a fine week for a buffer episode. And first, we should start by talking about Chris's latest videos. Yeah, I haven't. I need to really get on. I haven't done a lot of. I haven't done a movie review in like a, one of my stereotypical objective reviews in like two months since I saw Frozen. I heard that uh, but January it's that time of is the worst. Uh, January is like the worst yes. YouTube month though. So maybe you're not like missing a whole lot of opportunity or anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well also January is like the worst movie month usually because like after holidays and stuff, big studios just drop their crap in January and see what sticks because the likelihood of them making money is not that high anyway. So you'll okay. rarely, probably never see a big blockbuster in January. I don't even know who'd want to but, go to the movie theaters for like a big blockbuster in January. Like that's a summer thing, yeah. right? Or maybe yeah. a Thanksgiving uh, thing. Not, it seems like big blockbusters happen sometimes. That's uh, all year nowadays. It used to be a summer thing, probably like 10 years ago yeah. or something. Well, that's probably the last um, time I paid yeah. enough attention to movie theaters. <laughs> uh, but my latest video, I did finally release uh, Sakon Zuko on why it's the best friendship and what we can learn from them. It's all about um, gaining strength through humility and it's probably one of the most videos that I just related to the most because I feel like I am humbled often especially in my career and I feel like this year I felt the most like I ever felt like Zuko like what the heck am I doing like what this isn't it <laughs> or just you know, I don't know that feeling of like there's more that I need to be doing right now um, so that's kind of what that video is about I feel that way about <laughs> about things <laughs> Like probably once a week, I have that conversation with myself. Like, what, what, what am I, what am I trying to get at here? And then I look, and I have a feeling that you're gonna feel similarly. Is like I have a very comfortable home life, very comfortable. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. perfect. But it's like, what else? What else am I supposed to be shooting for here? Like, am I <laughs> trying to be a 
big executive or is it time to like switch careers shake things up (laughs) get into these real like existential crises and then i always circle back around to like hey chill you're just gonna go home and sit on the couch and be comfortable and happy (laughs) yeah things i have no aspirations to be like rich and stuff i'm just like if i could just you know i don't know have just a, a job that just brought out the best i mean use all of my skills to the best of my abilities but my current one really doesn't but also that makes my my job is really easy like sometimes i'm just like this is so much easier than my job at at uh payless, at payless. Yeah, like, payless. man i like, love payless i remember we worked <laughs> yeah but like the thing is like it just it wasn't it felt like compared to my current job i had way more things i never get stressed i really ever got stressed at payless um but there was way more pressure on me on a weekly basis there than I have felt in my entire time in my new job. <laughs> I think uh, my I don't have, and you said it really well, it's like I don't really have aspirations of being rich. I have aspirations of just like remaining comfortable, which you know, I think at a minimum yeah. is what most people want. Uh, and so then I always tell Heather, like, I don't know why because I know it's dying and it's dumb but I always have these dreams of like just I want to run a radio station or I want to open a pawn shop or like just outrageous things I'll just come (laughs) home to Heather and be like I bet this would be fun and she looks at me she's like oh my god here's existential crisis number 10 so I want you to know that I I I empathize greatly with those feelings that you're feeling I imagine other people do too. They just don't have podcasts where they get to express those feelings to the internet. Yeah. Well, that's such a lie. Long story short, yeah. you know what? You can take a break for some YouTube videos because if you had to pick a month, <laughs> January is probably the month to skip, I would think. By the rules of yeah. YouTube. Um, I did I did make a couple videos this month and they were both like silly, stupid. I was still proud of them. But they both came out like like sillier than I intended going in. Like I wanted like semi serious video game reviews with but I always like things to be humorous. Uh and then they they came out mostly kinda sarcastic and dumb and I was like, Alright, that the tone I gotta work on my tone a little bit. Uh but long story short, I have been trying my hand at 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 more videos and I do enjoy it. I enjoy the editing process and getting things where where I like. So yeah, we'll see. I'd like to do I ordered I ordered two Avatar games for the PlayStation 2 that I would like to review in the near future. Um, they're pretty casual, and I imagine I know what the reviews will look like, but I think it'll still be fun. Hmm. Uh, I do have some Instagram and Twitter news. Chris, we officially have Instagram and Twitter uh, handles specifically for the podcast. It is uh, last underscore podcasters at Instagram and Twitter, all lowercase, the exact same. And I have not much idea what we'll use them for, like during the week. Uh, but we will actively try to post interesting things. I don't want to, I don't want to like set high aspirations of like being a source of news or anything. But we will try to post interesting things, and of course, post podcasts or videos uh, to those two and Facebook as well. But we just felt like it was time to have like a specific mode of communication for people. And yeah, that they're they're live as of like thirty minutes ago. I already got like two friends <laughs> on Instagram or on Twitter, and one is you, and one is Jamie. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I'll I'll be utilizing it because I, I have a lot of thoughts about Avatar all the time, and uh, and and I don't do them on on Twitter because I feel like all the people who follow me on Twitter really don't follow me because of I don't know why they follow me honestly it might movies. just be people who follow me I think, I, think I do movies. have I do have a lot more movie uh friends on on Twitter uh, and so I'm like I don't feel like bogging down people's Twitter lines with avatar stuff although I do every now and then anyway but this would be a good resource for it oh, um, yeah. it's funny I saw I saw um sometimes you, sometimes I feel like someone has seen our podcast and uh, and they took away something that one of us said and like posted. I might just be completely hallucinating, this, <laughs> or just a coincidence. But you don't have to pretend like it's anything I said. <laughs> but, uh, what, what you mean so, is took something intelligent yeah. that you said, or so maybe today we're gonna talk about sales of bossing today, right? We're gonna rank. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so today we're gonna rank sales of bossing today, 
But in our episode review of it, I mentioned how Katara um, told Toph that she was beautiful and and how Toph knows she's telling the truth because Toph can tell. And now Toph actually knows that she's beautiful. Like, we say that one every time. And then someone posted that and shared it. Pretty much the same thought. Like, I've never seen anybody share that thought before. That's, I wanted someone uh, to watch our yeah, podcast. Kinda, I think that's kind of cool. Or maybe it's, or it's just a coincidence. Yeah, it could, maybe I'm, they no, didn't. I'm gonna say, say it, it's but, cool. I'm gonna say it's cool. It makes me think. But of, I uh, to, Sorry, go ahead. I interrupted. Oh, I don't say. I just need to start like just putting little snippets out there of of random thoughts that I have or you have, Sean. And that uh, one thought out. a day that I have that relates to Sokka, I'll be happy to post it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it reminds me of uh, that thought. Reminded me of Drax, like when when you're ugly and people love you that you know they actually love you or however i I don't remember how he says it uh in guardians 2 and that's that quote made me think of and obviously still makes me think of it this time um i will say that i will so i set us up for a buffer account and the reason i'm saying this on the podcast is because if you have any like uh sort of common accounts between twitter and instagram and facebook page you know any business or or whatever uh, you do have to have a facebook page you got to get a buffer account and it seems like a small deal but it's a huge time saver that like if you grab a, an image or a screenshot you know in chris casey comes up with a thought grabs a screenshot from from the wikia or whatever uh, a picture and posts it on there with his thought and you can post it to all three in like a minute so whatever small audience we have on all three platforms and you hit them right away it's really convenient and it is completely free. So go use Buffer if you have any reason to use Buffer. You can't monitor people's activity with you. It's not like an all-in-one. It's just for posting. Uh, but it's still absolutely worth it. Go use Buffer. Uh, and Chris and I will also be using Buffer and posting. But then we will also be actively checking and responding. So uh, I don't know. It's pretty exciting just to have a dedicated uh, a dedicated spot for, yes. for Avatar everythings. Um, I know you do the movie reviews and your your channel. I don't want to give it percentages, uh, but obviously a big chunk of it is at least related to Avatar or creators of Avatar. Job. And I think all that <laughs> will be perfect fodder for for those mediums. Um, and then finally, uh, I say finally, we have some like actual like less selfish news. And uh, <laughs> I guess that's the right way to call it. And Chris, I'll let you take it from here with a few pieces of of, of uh, Avatar in real life news. Yeah, so I've I've been waiting like forever for Avatar Last Airbender Funko Pops, and they finally happened probably about six months ago. Um, and they're doing the follow up of Legend of Korra Funko Pops. Uh, so they're doing two Koras, one in Avatar State, one not in Avatar State, which they both look really good. The one in Avatar State, I mean, I'm going to get them all, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> looks really cool. It's really, like, just straight from the book two art. Like, I think it's a book, it's book two art of her, like, Rava is, like, emanating out of her, sort of, or you can see Rava in her, so that one's probably my favorite. Um, they're also going to do Mako and Amon and and Asami. And Asami. Is Amon uh, so kind far, of a weird choice? It seems like a weird choice. I would have thought that they would have gone with... I mean, maybe they're not done really, uh, saying which one's going to come out with. Well, that's fair. But, okay. Um, but I would have thought that Bolin and Pabu would have been a nice nice one. And then uh, Tenzin. But, I mean, there's all... They haven't even done a, a, like... I forget what they call them. A, a second round of Avatar Pops yet. Which I'm sure they will. So I think those are pretty popular. Uh, I feel like Varric would make a good pop. I I don't know why. It just he he seems like he'd lend himself well to a pop bobblehead. I do. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure he does. I don't have so I think I've mentioned this before. I think I have two pops and they're both uh, uh, special <laughs> special gifts. And that's why I have them. But when you first posted this, like I could have sworn that the pop phase was was dying. <laughs> so like in my no. head I'm kind of I, I know it's sacrilege to say it on the show here 
especially in front of you. But I like walk into my game room, like mentally mm-hmm. mocking Pops. I'm like, man, I can't believe Pops lasted this long. When I walk into my room full of Legos and video games that I don't play, <laughs> actively mocking somebody else's <laughs> preferred mode of plastic. <laughs> and then I felt great shame and embarrassment at my judgmentalness. But yeah, it turns out Pops still going strong, oh, apparently. Pops? Pops are pops are pretty strong. I don't think they're going to end anytime soon. They're they're very, very popular. Like yeah, they're not and they've spanned just throughout not not only um, media, but they're yeah, they've spanned it everywhere. So I am I mean I've I'm invested probably a grand in them, so I'm continually surprised like uh, you know, we go to Planet Comic Con, just little old KC Planet Comic Con and just the sort of total quantity of pops in in that building it like it rivals the number of comics in that building it's kind of impressive in that regard so um i did see i think i saw the other cora pop and it actually looked like so big and detailed that i was curious i thought maybe it was fake <laughs> like it was such a cool looking so i picked this one i was like no nah, this one looks legit <laughs> The other one was really. Oh, uh, is it? Was it? The, with, oh, was it the Rava one of her bending? Out? Yeah, or what? Was that it? Was she water bending? I think. Yeah, this one she's water bending, fire bending, and earth bending. Uh, it's pretty much a season one, straight from the season one art. And it was really complicated, and big. I was like, "That's probably fake." And so then I picked this one. <laughs> and then you're explaining it. And I was like, "Oh wait, never mind. That's real." <laughs> Man, pops, pops, yeah, the world. But... We'll get your. Get, I didn't realize that the Avatar pops were so recent. I thought they had actually been out a little longer, but it's cool that they are coming this direction. Yep. Yeah. Right. Oh, I almost hung up on you there. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what happened, but I did. All right. Uh, next piece of news we'll find out later, is though. oh, I haven't really talked about these recently, but uh, there were some new Avatar action figures. I bought one a couple weeks ago done by Diamond Select. Diamond Select makes really great like PVC statues, which are relatively cheap, but they're very great detailed. But these are actual action figures. Like they have um, articulation and all those things. Uh, so they have three of them. They have a Katara, Aang, and Zuko. I am only holding myself to buying Aang because I am not, I don't, I don't, I'm running out of room. And I don't want to <laughs> buy another shelf. You gotta hit like a bigger spill point before you buy another shelf. You can't buy another shelf because of like one straw. It has to be like, I'm gonna yeah. expand my whole collection in this way and add another shelf to justify it. Yeah, uh, but those are really cool. I'll maybe review the ink one I have at some point in time. Uh, but the other piece of news is the Rise of Kyoshi audiobook. If you remember, I broke this story. You know me. You specifically <laughs> on Twitter. Which in the future, this is the kind of thing that you will break on uh, on Avatar Twitter, right? <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. I did. I did follow Aaron Ehas immediately on on. Um, gosh, I came on the last podcaster's Twitter, and then I couldn't remember FC Yee's name, so I couldn't find him. Like I couldn't think of his name off the top of my head, so then I didn't find him. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, so the audiobook is coming out, and it will be released, I believe, on May fifth, twenty twenty. So I'm surprised it took that long. I don't, I don't know how long it takes between audiobooks to come out and a, a book to be released. Maybe they maybe... have to see if it's successful before they pay somebody to yeah. read it and publish it, or I'd... yeah, yeah. But they, it's officially coming out. Will be out May fifth. So I'm really excited for that. So it'll be really great to listen to right before. Uh, Shadow of Kyoshi comes out, and that brings us to the next story, that Shadow of Kyoshi, which we already knew was coming out in July. I think now we know it's Concrete coming out July 21st or 22nd, one of those days. I already forget. Um, but I think it's 21st. Some, <laughs> yeah. But there is some brand new cover art for it, and it looks really beautiful. Like, I I want a poster of this, although yeah, I don't have baller. anywhere to hang it. <laughs> but I think it looks way better than... And the Rise of Kyoshi. Like Rise of Kyoshi was like such a close up on Kyoshi that I don't think it, it did it as much justice. It was great art nonetheless. Uh, but this one looks really, really cool. Especially cool to have Rangi or Ranji, Rangi, whatever her name is, um, in the background there. We'll actually get to figure out what her pronunciation of her name is once we get the audiobook. Yeah, that'll be great I'm sure, to hear somebody else say it. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> It'll solve a lot of our a lot of our questions that we had in our book review. I I think what helps this book though also like I think it's a better cover, but also just like mm -hmm. context. Like it looks awesome and we kinda have an idea of what's supposed to be happening in this cover and so I just uh, I think that helps too. I would love this poster honestly kind of without the text or anything like just a poster uh, yeah of, yeah of the two characters and the guy uh, looks like blood smears there which pretty violent books i suppose it could be blood smears uh, uh so that'd be a yeah. sick poster it really would be uh which is this poster is interesting because um shout out to kate kachi 95 who's been really i think just leading the the charge on fan art for Rise of Kyoji. Um, he or she, they, I'm sorry, I don't know the gender of that person, um, have just really brought to life so many of the characters and their, um, the way they visualize Rangi is really, really close to here, which is almost, and I don't know if you could, I don't know if it's like, I wouldn't call it rudely that is close, um, <laughs> but they're, they're, <laughs> I mean, hey, you you put a character description out there, a person draws the description, and then you paint it, and then you do it yourself. Of course, they're going to look close. Um, but that, I, I that like person seems to be taking it. Described it well, you know. You yeah. Painted a good that person seems to be taking it in really good stride. Like, hey, I don't know if if it purposely looks like a lot. Uh, they said, I hope it. Let me just go read Keikachi's thing because <laughs> I'm butchering. Long story short they're really happy about it like genuinely happy that their visualization of rangi is her, close to her actual canon uh representation oh, she says i'm not sure or he sorry <laughs> i'm not sure if it was intentional or a coincidence but i'm beyond decided that my rangi design basically became canon so nothing but love from kikachi 95 that was a really nice way and, uh, of that person to word that as well yes yes very yeah appropriately very right. Yeah. I uh, uh, uh No, I think it just means a a very accurate picture is painted. Whether it's coincidence or not, it just means a good picture is painted and uh that's a really awesome looking design. It's funny, I would love to go back and yeah. listen to see how we pronounced it the first time because I I don't remember how we were doing it or if I don't think we settled on anything because we admitted that we have no idea. But I keep thinking Ranji, and then you keep saying Rangi, and so it's like, whatever we said about didn't stick, because I was thinking the exact opposite. I need to hear somebody else say it. I'll be excited for the audiobook just to yeah. help me out with some names. Like, I got Kiyoshi, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Some say, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Kel, I'm pretty sure we got Kel Sang right. It Kel Sang, and Jonju, I think there's only so many ways that. I mean, I suppose you could soften that first consonant or so, but Jeanju, yeah. I think we're close there. So yeah, we're. I was calling. I'll give us I, I, was calling I was calling him Jeanju, but I think you're right. It was like more like Jeanju. Yeah. Well, see, I guess it just proved though that it could that we still could be messing it up. So I'll give us some credit. I won't. I'll <laughs> give us too much, but I'll give us a little credit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really exciting. Yep. I will definitely. I do not own any audiobooks. I may or may not uh, have not uh, sanctioned copies of audiobooks on my computer, but I do not legally own any audiobooks, and I will be happy to purchase this one right away to to listen to, especially in the vehicle. So that's exciting. Yes. Yeah. 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 All oh, right. And, yeah. That's well, all and of news. course, yeah, of course, Shadow Kiyoshi. I'll absolutely buy that. Uh, buy that immediately. Sorry, I don't know why I said the audiobook and then just ignored the the actual book <laughs> i will buy both I immediately and i'll be very excited about it um yeah so, i can't wait uh wrapping up news then uh, chris noted earlier that in this episode we didn't want to like discredit whatever episode we're on i kind of forget what episode we're on uh but we didn't want to like discredit it by not having a normal episode set up for it so this episode we decided that we we're going to do something we intended to do a long time ago, which was rank the tales of Ba Sing Se, um, just to give this this episode a fulcrum and a strong purpose, uh, but not discredit whatever episode we were talking about next. So, Chris, do you want to walk us through how how we are going to proceed with this little ranking? Yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just gonna rank them pretty much each of us based off of really not like objective ranking, just which one we like better. 
um, you know, we'll just go from your my sits, your sits, or or my sits, your sits. Let's, way. let's snake draft it. Let's snake draft it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll start off with my number sits, which I have a feeling it's the same as your number sits, which is the tale of Ang. Um, this one just it it was it's it felt so fluffy, like <laughs> like sure Ang goes and he makes a zoo like that's that's pretty much the story there i could honestly not ever watch it again i'll be perfectly fine and and content there there is one you're absolutely right there's one thing that can be said for like sometimes they say i could not watch that and it'd be fine or i could skip it and be fine in like an apathy way but this one like the way Aang behaves kind of actively pisses me off. So I would actually go on to say, if there is an easy way to skip one-sixth of this episode, <laughs> that I would happily skip Aang's is an easy number six. It also feels forced. I think the other ones do a much better job of like uh, maybe sort of connecting to characters. And then, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I know Aang likes animals. I get it. But it doesn't, it just, I don't know why. It feels kind of forced. Like, guys, we need a, and one more vignette. Let's do Aang, yeah. of course. Great. So easy, easy pick for six. So one uh, more French bread. <laughs> uh, so I will. Uh, I'll go with the with my five then, if if you don't mind. Yes. In snake fashion, and then I I think you'll disagree, but I picked Sokka's because his poetry is so corny and awful that I still really like the episode or the the vignette uh, in general. Like it's a huge leap for me from six to five. Uh, but just generally, like, his poetry is kind of corny, and the setup of the vignette is really corny and goofy, but not in the way that I typically enjoy my my comedy, if you will. So, Sokka number five. Uh, yeah, I do disagree with that. My number five is the... I should go ahead. Yeah, anyway, my number five is the Tale of Momo, which... Yeah, I guess they're just not that. It's it's really a sweet. It's sweet, I guess. It's sweet and innocent. Um, but I think part of it is just there. There's no dialogue, and <laughs> that that, <laughs> that almost. I mean, it's it's a very great uh, task. I'm sure that is very difficult to do. Like very hard to do to create a story with no dialogue. Like it goes back to like Tom and Jerry days, um, but those people were communicating like very, very well the Tom and Jerry was just through really, I mean, they spoke through their violence, really. <laughs> um. <laughs> like Itchy and Scratchy and Tom and Jerry before them, they speak through violence. Yeah. Oh, I miss those cartoons. Uh, but the Telemomo, it, it was just fairly, fairly innocent. And I, I enjoy watching it. This is probably, I think it's, it's good, um, but it's just, it's just not my, not my favorite. That's fair. Um, yeah. Going to my number five, I agree with you on, on Tell of Sokka. Oh, this will be your number uh, four. My bad. Yeah, number four. Number four, Tell of Sokka. Um, I think I think it's good. I really like this Sokka. You get a little bit more dimension to Sokka here. Like, oh, Sokka is an artist like Sokka is almost a renaissance man but he doesn't get the credit because he's a goofball right like he's a <laughs> you just I think like... you just described me <laughs> <laughs> like Sokka is a scientist he's a, a mechanic he's a strategist he's a poet he's a an, an aspiring detective wouldn't call him a detective because <laughs> he, he picks up on very noticeable cues that anybody can pick up on. Um, it's my level of detecting I, right there. Yeah, but I love that he just uh, really excels at poetry, except for that one one aspect of it. Um, <laughs> but it's a it's a really I think it's a really funny episode, even though it's a little. It's like, geez, how like he's almost kind of like a. Mary Sue and it's like he just jumps in any situation and he completely excels at it um, but I don't take it as that because I just think oh he's really gifted at art which you know we see later in the uh, I forget the, the sword 
what is it, the sword fighting master, the sword master, I yeah. think the title of that episode, that, like, he has his own unique way of, of creating art, and that, maybe it's like a, it's like a foreshadowing. Yeah. Sokka's Master, that's what that episode was called. Sokka's Master, thank you. I couldn't remember. I like that episode a lot. Oh, I love it. I rewatched the episode immediately after, um, after it came on. I remember watching it on my laptop. Wait, did I watch it on my laptop? No. I had a I had Nickelodeon TV. I was in my college dorm room. Anyway. <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable saying without looking that if we especially if you pair the like the two part episodes as a single episode, I'm pretty comfortable saying it's in my top ten episodes without without looking or thinking too hard and mm-hmm. likely higher. Well, I think that's Sokka's Master the next episode that um, we need to review. Uh, I was thinking we were on to the uh, the old lady one next. That's got to be coming up. Like we just did Painted no, Lady. Doesn't... And now no, we... old lady one doesn't start till like episode nine um... or episode eight. Okay. Well, maybe we master. are coming up on it then. Hopefully it's soon. Hey, this is our teaser for that one. Come back and listen to our thoughts <laughs> on that one because that's a great one. <laughs> uh... uh... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so you're net. Uh, no, you're net. So we got my number four, and again, I, it's it's it. There's only six of these, and I know I think in our opinions, five of them are good. So it seems harsh, but Toph and Katara for me is, is number four. Uh, um, and uh, I, I just I don't have any qualms with it. I can't even really think of anything bad to say about it. It's just not as informative or as interesting to me uh, than the other three. I think it's very insightful, probably more to Toph uh, than, than Katara, but it's a nice little relationship builder. It's characters I like. I just, I don't know. It's not quite as interesting to me. Maybe it's the subject matter as the other ones. It's it's hard to pinpoint I'm, qualms with it. It just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, like you said, there's sits here, which we agree that really there's only like one bad one. Yeah, I, I don't think that's bad. Is, bad is harsh. I'm, no, but... I'm actually going to stick with bad on that one. <laughs> not badly made. It just, like I said, when I watch that and it pisses me off at yeah. Aang. And I don't ever want to be pissed off at Aang. I guess Tales of Aang reminds me of Avatar would have those little, like, chibi cartoons. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there was one where the... <laughs> there was one where they were going out uh, having a, a bending battle. And then there was another one about, like, a dance or something like that. Um and so, like to me, it's equivalent to those. While the rest of these five feel like really strong filler episodes. That's yeah. It so it just doesn't fit into the same caliber at a minimum. Even if I'm being yeah. a little harsh. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a a real big step down. Yeah. I think. Uh, then my number three. My number three is Momo, and it's kind of funny that like the reasons that you did like it were exactly the reasons I did like it. I just. <laughs> Which, you know, it's fine. I, I really thought, like, hey, this is really holding my interest and in, in telling a story. I almost don't remember that there's no dialogue. Um, but just in <laughs> yeah. general, you kind of remember this fantastic journey of uh, this cute little animal that's very endearing to us. And it's very insightful to their current plot predicament. So it's, like, it's informative, it's interesting, it's different, it makes it stand out in kind of a memorable way. So um, I actually really liked it for all those reasons number three uh, as good as i can like it for being barely top half i guess wow i'm really surprised that you're no you're number two then um okay so well that's fair my <laughs> uh, i just think about it from like, how'd three... you know <laughs> <laughs> never mind that's dumb my number three is the one three yeah yeah you'll do three and yeah, two yep yeah, yeah. okay my number three is the tale of Zuko. It's it's really great. I think it's a it's Zuko being a dork. Dork Zuko to me is like the best Zuko, where he doesn't he doesn't know how to be normal. He doesn't know how to go on a date. <laughs> he he uh, you know he makes a fool of himself a lot. But to me, there's so much. This is like, hey, this is what my life could have been like if I settle down right now this could be my life and he genuinely has a really great time on this date uh, with Jen which you know I forget if if we if all three me you and Jamie uh, shit yeah, this I think we, <laughs> I think we should 
No, oh wait, no, 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 no. Jamie. I'm pretty sure Jamie did not ship it. Now that I think Jamie about it, Jamie sunk it. I, think... I probably floated it at best, but then I started shipping Jen with Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man. So yeah, that's right. You guys, you guys were completely against me. Yeah, you guys were completely just, against me on this one. I'm not. I'm not but... opposed to to him. You know, having this date, and that's how dating works. I think it's great. But like, as far as any kind of actual ship coming out of it, it's like, nah, I I probably sunk it in hindsight. I remember now that you two were really against me on this one. Um, yeah, we had some stark differences, but I'm correct, and I'm my opinion is always the best opinion. And yet, you ranked this episode third. Ah, oh, what a disgrace! This video. Hey, there's sorry. a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff there. It is. Uh, but he had he had a really good date. I just love that end scene there, where you know he he's he walks into his apartment and he slams the door. Ira, well, Ira first asks him how his date was. He walks to his apartment, slams the door. As if like the date was terrible, and then he slightly, gently opens it up and just says it was nice. Like to me, that is like Zuko letting some joy into his life, and really just uh, was a great cap to that to that little story. My number two is the tale of Toph and Katara. This is just two girls who haven't always got along. Just really getting along like to me this is a a a representation of their relationship coming full circle Uh, i just love the moment with with toff at the end there as we we talked about before you know my my thoughts getting plagiarized i'm kidding it's not (laughs) even if even if someone did take it from me i'm completely happy with that Uh, me somebody listened and someone was like oh you said something insightful but i doubt that happened i'm pretty sure someone just happened to be watching it and thought the same thing i mean people watch avatar all the time it's it's fairly popular show i hear yeah (laughs) just right here i don't know um but yeah again i love that moment and one thing it's 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 the first great moment of talk being like i don't care how i look like i've never had to worry about that and and talk says like Sorry, Katara says like, "Yeah, I know you don't care, but I just want you to know you're really beautiful." Like, is this just that's like, what what is that test that that like feminist test? I forget what it's called. Um, and that makes me sound like I'm negative against feminism, but pretty much where like two women are in the scene together and they're never talking about a guy or something like that. Um, oh, but that I'm probably not just completely. With it. Oh, you're not familiar with it. some. No some social some psychologist or something came up with some tests that it was it was it was to prove or to show how like women are portrayed in media or really in, in film and, and television and how most of the time um i was saying when two women are in a scene together they should pass this test like are they talking about a man like they should be talking about other things besides pretty much men and like i don't know other things that women stereotypically talk about in movies and televisions, uh, television shows that are, I think, mostly ran by by men. But anyway, this would have passed that test. The legitimacy of that test is on an upward debate or whatever, but it's a test nonetheless that people have quoted in the past. Makes, it's a very interesting experiment at a minimum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's my number two. So then uh, I will do my my number the betch, two. The betch, it's called the Bechtel test. Be- yeah. Bechtel test? Bechtel test? Yes. Bech, Bech, Bechtel. Is it Bechtel, Bechtel test? Bechtel. That sounds kind of familiar yeah, also to known me. As, also known as the Bechtel-Wallace test is a measure of the representation of women in fiction. It asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. You know, actually, Avatar would pass pass that test a lot, which oh gosh, they would fly. Is is not surprising, I guess. Uh, probably one of the biggest reasons that we and so many people enjoy Avatar. So yeah. my number two, then that is you probably have guessed, is the tale of Zuko. Y'all, <laughs> you and Jamie always harping on me about like not liking Zuko enough, and I always <laughs> say that it's because he's. So like he's he I always feel like he's unrelatable because he's sort of so bad and starts off at such a like a dramatically bad place. I was like this is one of the few times to this point where Zuko acts like I always like him when he acts more like a human. I always relate to him better when he acts like a human. Well, this is like as close as he gets 
other than you know a couple moments up to this point in the series so yeah i love this episode it's it's insightful it's interesting and memorable and just because i don't ship them long term i have no issue like i like Jin, and it's a nice like little date opportunity that feels uh like something plausible that could happen so yeah i love this vignette i have uh zero issues with zuko in this vignette and it's about as relatable as i ever feel zuko is um when you separate it from all of his other hyper dramatic um <laughs> everything's about him so yeah it's a great vignette i love it very useful uh really feeds his character in a very short amount of time and then if you have not guessed yeah, I will go ahead and spoil that uh, number one for me, of course, is The Tale of Iroh. Chris, I'd love to hear your thoughts on your number one pick as well. <laughs> well, of course, it is The Tale of Iroh. Like, who... I'm really curious if anyone out there does not have this as their number... as ranked as their number one tale the, of bossing, say... It's the one guy that didn't vote Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame that made him not unanimous. <laughs> yeah, that. that guy doesn't like this the same number of people yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure there are people out there that like other ones better but if you really if if you're a true avatar fan i'm gonna say there's like a 95 percent chance that this is in your top two favorite vignettes like a very steep chance that it's, it's yeah i'm gosh i mean it's about is, to make me cry just i mean it about is it. i mean just you know I mean, just four words leaves from the vine like there's there's so many like if i just go to like any post of avatar anything on facebook on youtube anywhere in the comment section the comments are big enough so not in my videos um someone <laughs> someone says leaves from the vine and they quote it and it gets all the likes and everything because it is one of the most beautiful heartbreaking songs in anything I've ever heard of before, ever. My my wife is a funeral director, so I have become somewhat desensitized to death uh, a little bit. And so it's sort You're of troubling to death. me. I, no, no, I still fear it. I just desensitized. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> there's a difference. There's a difference. And it's actually very yeah. selfishly, uh, selfishly motivated, so I'm not proud of it. But it's a little disturbing that I care more about the death of this character's, this fictional person's son that happened prior to the fiction that I'm watching based on this, what, four-minute vignette than I do about other real people sometimes. I think that's not a good sign for me as a human, but it is a good sign for uh, for how touching a, a few minutes this is. Yeah. And I think it's even before he, you know, gets on top of the hill and and brings up that memorial for his son. It was already a really good episode. Like I probably would have ranked it uh, number probably number probably number three. I think Zuko's would. Wait, what did I even put in my number two? Top guitar. <laughs> top guitar. Yeah. Um, it probably still would have ranked it in top three. Yeah, yeah, it still would have ranked the top three. It would have it been better for me than, than, and of course, than Momo and better than Sokka's story. And so, and then you just put the whole freaking, it's like putting the Sunday on top of the cherry. That's <laughs> that <laughs> a beautiful, tasty metaphor. Uh, yeah, no, that's, I'm going to use that again. Sounds, <laughs> sounds really good right now. So we're kind of, we're kind of on a diet. So that sounds really, really good right now uh yeah so you know what it's one of those things where i yeah most people get to most people die old and most people live nice happy lives and and iroh is one of our favorite characters one of most people's favorite characters so to see him for the first time dealing with this you very unique minority set of issues uh and just out of I don't know how to, how else to say it. It's it's a very unique situation, a unique set of emotions from a favorite character, and you, I, I don't know if there would be a, a more touching thing that could even happen in the Avatar universe. It would be hard to imagine or dream one up. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, and so to quickly recap my picks, um, number six was Tale of Aang, number five, Tale of Momo, number four, Tale of Sokka, number three, Tale of Zuko, number two, Tale of Toph and Katara, and number one, of course, Tale of Iroh. So we agreed at the top and the bottom, which is kind of cool. That's maybe unexpected or unusual. So let me see what I had here. I had Tale of Aang, Tale of Sokka, uh, Tale of Toph and Katara, and then Momo, and then Zuko, and then Iroh. So I ended with the bad guys. That's kind of funny. Mm, yeah. And honestly, this episode is, is it is the perfect filler episode. I mean, you got the the st- story plot didn't move all that much, but you supported a little bit, and you just learned a lot more about uh, a few of the characters, and you just got to sit with the characters. I love sitting and just breathing the same air kind of as the characters do with no you know real things happening around you it really humanizes them yeah and well i mean that's probably why i get to like come in contact with my inner zuko in this episode normally i don't care for the vignette style of episodes like whether it's here or you know a sitcom Mm -hmm. or anything um i don't love it and even here in the grand scheme of things it's never going to personally be one of my favorite episodes in fact it's probably probably fairly low on my list um, in terms of like individual episode rankings uh, but actually sitting here and going through this exercise does give me more appreciation for it than I probably had previously so that's kind of nice I said it doesn't change my feelings on the style of episode but there's only one everybody gets one <laughs> um, so yeah I'm glad we got to go through this exercise and give me a reason to think about it a little more and I think that's really all we had planned for this particular episode, which, to be fair, we still talked for 50 minutes, and we didn't even talk about the Super Bowl, so we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. talked about Kawhi and Braids, so we didn't get to the Super Bowl, but you know, it's like, it's the height of basketball season right now, so that's fine. But um, hey, if if you have nothing else to to offer today, I will go ahead and say say my goodbyes and thank you for joining, and apologize for again for the havoc that trying to put up some lights has caused in my podcast life (laughs) heart was in the right place i swear that's all i got anything else all i got i can't i can't see you wave so you'll have to talk yourself out. oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah uh have any questions comments concerns uh let us know oh and what i mean if anyone's watching this how do you rank the tales of boxing say let us know and that's all i got let us know on the Facebook page, of course, or at last underscore podcasters, last underscore podcasters, Twitter and Instagram or Facebook page or in person or whatever. You know what? Just just talk to us. Obviously, we're very happy to talk Avatar at whatever point. And in the meantime, have a tremendous week and we will talk to you later. Have a good one. <laughs>